Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic episode 31. How fitting. <laughs> I'm excited about that. This week, we are doing a first on the show. This week, we are doing a spooky roundtable discussion, or I guess you call it like a seance table, whatever you want to call it. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> but with me today, I have a few guests and who are, or, uh, brain fart, who are all scare actors or have been scare actors before, including myself. And we're going to talk about, you know, our background, what it means to be a scare actor, some haunted house etiquette that some of y'all need to learn, and some of their favorite moments of working in the haunts. So let's jump right into it. With me today, I have Mel. I'm just kidding. I don't speak Russian. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mel. <laughs> and Allie. Hello, hello. <laughs> Jesse. Hey, kids. How's it going? Eve. Sad dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and extra special guest Dylan. Oh, extra special. I like that. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have. Accumulated by I, I mean Mel, because she helped me so much this week. <laughs> have accumulated these amazing scare actors because, and they're from all kinds of backgrounds, which we'll get to in a minute. But some of y'all are absolutely in love with scare actors and are obsessed with scare actors. And so I thought I'd bring that to you. So now you can be obsessed and learn a little bit while listening. About us. So I'm fine if you're about, obsessed with yes. me, guys. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with Mel. Mel, tell us about some of your history about being a scare actor. Um, okay, so it kind of uh, really all started when I was like 15. It really started when I was born. No, um, <laughs> when I was 15, I, I had a friend from high school invite me to a uh, um, work at a haunted trail in my hometown. And um, I did that for a weekend with my ex-boyfriend and I was like addicted to it and it was super fun. Um, and I kind of knew from then on out that I, I needed to do this on a larger scale. So a uh, couple years went past. I worked at a, some little home haunts and stuff. And uh, in 2016, I had the, the time and the bravery and the, and the knowledge to go audition for Horror Nights. I then proceeded to work three years of Halloween Horror Nights, 26, 27, and 28 uh, in American Horror Story, American Horror Story Volume 2, and Carnival Graveyard Rest in Pieces, respectively. And currently in the 2019 season, I am working at Haunted Hills Estate in Uniontown, Pennsylvania as a presenter, actor. There's all kinds of different titles. I don't know. But yeah, so that's, that's kind, of the, kind of the rundown. Oscar winner. <laughs> awesome. And Allie, what about you? Well, um, I started going to Halloween events really just Halloween Horror Nights when I was in like third grade I think Holy I was, yeah I was a spooky bitch from the me. start yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I was traumatized I always went through the houses like eyes closed ears closed having to be like led along but I still loved it I don't know why I was a freak but I auditioned as soon as I turned 18 got it got a fucking iconic role that I still don't know how I got iconic uh, literally, yeah, it was in icons. <laughs> I had full ass body paint. It was the time of my life. Um, it was hot. Then I, I got to. It was. Allie was that bitch. Like, oh. I truly was. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but I was that bitch. Um, then I got an even better role. I got to be the countess in American Horror Story, like the first one you saw. 
Um, you gave all the gays life. I did. I had so many snaps. So many snaps for me. Yes, yes Gaga. Yes, Gaga. Yes, and I lived for every single one of them. Um, I had a guy fall to his knees and bow down to me, which was fantastic. Um, then I got to do a couple more years of it. Got to be a vampire Pat Benatar and vamp 84. 85? Ooh, 85. Ooh, wow. I should know that. <laughs> it's all a blur. I don't know. Um, and then I moved to, to Philly and now I'm doing a, a haunt in Philly. I think it's West Philly uh, called Fright Factory. Just pretty dope. It's, um, it's in this really old warehouse in like some dusty basement. It's great. And I get to be super spooky, even less boundaries than Halloween Horror Nights has, oh, which is yeah. great. Well, I'm sure we'll definitely get deep into the talk of HHN versus other haunt acting because they are different beasts. Oh, Very completely. So. I had no idea. Me either. I did not realize how unwoke I was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm my true self. <laughs> All right. Steve? Hi. So I started at, um, well, at 13 years old, I went to Halloween Horror Nights with my dad because I fell in love with uh, the video of Jack and Chance. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, so hot. Yeah, dude, Chance, the fucking clown titties everywhere. So uh, I had actually- Honestly, that's a record. That that really (laughs) is. That's her. I mean, Chance with the clown titties everywhere. That's it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I actually, like, asked this haunt, just like this haunt in my town, um, in a shopping plaza, if I would, like, if I could act there, but they were like, no, you gotta be 16. So the next year I was like, hey, I'm 14 now. Is that close enough? <laughs> Honestly, me. <laughs> <laughs> and they said yes. So um, I was, uh, at first I was just a splatter paint morph suit on the wall, you know, popping out, like I'm popping out of the wall. And then I got to be a zombie some nights that year. And I actually won the best scare actor of the year. And then um, wow. my, my final four years there, I developed my beloved clown, Stretchy. We love oh. Stretchy! Oh, dude, Stretchy loves everybody in, in different ways. Listen, y'all don't understand, okay? <laughs> I just spent the last, like, four or five weeks with Stretchy, and so did Dylan. Dylan even more so, because he's also out on the midway with her. Stretchy, yeah. Stretchy is a trip. Yeah, well, both Stretchy and I are already are going to miss you a ton this weekend. But this year, I'm actually guest acting for my first season at Haunted Hills Estate, traveling out to Pennsylvania. And I've just met some of the most wonderful people ever. And it would none of it would have been possible without uh, Tim Davis. He's this guy who actually stole me from my other haunt to do film work with him. And so we did a commercial for Haunted Hills Estate. And then that's how I got wrapped up in guest acting there. And yeah. I met some of, I mean, you just meet the best people when you're haunting. So that's been my favorite part of this. Every person here right now I met through haunting and you were all people I consider some of my best friends. So, Touching. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And Jesse, what about you? Okay, so um, I've always been kind of a spooky gal, but my first like haunted house experience outside of like somebody's backyard was HHN 25. And first time I had even been able to go to Halloween Horror Nights, 
And I just remember walking through there with a smile on my face. And I was like squeezing my boyfriend's hand at the time, like so hard. And I was so terrified. I was ecstatic. I was having the best time of my life. And um, after that, we went home and I had like these jitters. I was like, I have to work there. I have to work there. Like literally that was my me leaving HHN 25. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I love I was, both of us. Yes. Immediately leaving there, I was like, I must work there and do what these people are doing. So I somehow, uh, a friend of mine sent me a link for the auditions and I, I signed up as soon as I possibly could. And then I was casted and <clears throat> that's when I became uh, Natasha from AHS uh, Hotel. And it was by far, I think, the spookiest role in the house. And I had a whole lot of fun. I only got to see my guests pop up like every like couple seconds because my role was I had a scene partner and I was the only person with a scene partner and he was a construction worker. He had to jump out and press a button to like create the sound and I had to jump out after him and attack him and pretend I was devouring him and pulling him back into uh, backstage through our boo hole. And um, every time you jump out, there would be lights flashing and I can't tell you how many times I've seen people like their faces in a like a split second of strobe light and terror and that just fueled my entire night <laughs> and then uh, yes and then um after that year i was like okay this is what i want to do so audition for the next year landed a role on the streets uh as the bone and blood dancer uh which is like i said before a glorified stripper for a ginormous skeleton man who we nicknamed bone daddy and you mean we I just you actually mean me because i started that joke on the mistresses of mayhem podcast <laughs> okay okay the zone okay. was announced I never oh, okay. his real name. Bone Daddy for the first time. He didn't really have a name. No, his name was. I forgot. I don't even know what his real name is. It's just yeah, always been Bone Daddy. Name, it was Bones. <laughs> oh, it, it was, was just Bones. That's why That's I called lame. him Bone Daddy. It just made sense. Oh. I danced my little heart out and was able to like get some scares in that year. And um, I re-auditioned for the next year. I didn't end up getting a role. Uh, for the next year. So that was kind of like the end of my scare acting experience as of now. But I'm excited to branch out once, you know, I finally get close enough to a place to a more private uh, attractions, more private uh, haunted houses, because I feel like those just have so much more soul in them than the the big ticket Universal studio. Honestly. Amen. Yeah, no, I agree. I never thought that I would agree with that, but now now that I'm on the other side of it, I totally do. So that's that's next in my scare actor, you know, career, and I'm really excited for it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. And Dylan, what about you? Uh, ironically enough, so I didn't even start out at this place at Hunt Hills Estate as a scare actor. I worked for Haunted Acres Incorporated. My first gig was at Seven Springs, and I um, I had to dress up as Batman, and it was a really, really <laughs> weird experience. 
does not look like a Batman. I do not look like a Batman. I look like (laughs) Batman when his parents died. (laughs) (laughs) This is how all this began. And I just said, all right, Jackie, who is the owner? And I was like, I will do whatever you want me to do. And now, after meeting Mel's, I definitely regret that. But she is the one. (laughs) I'm surprised. I'm surprised I I didn't give you that feeling of regret way sooner. There's just so much sexual tension everywhere I go now. Oh, it's a <laughs> Welcome to the life of being a scare actor. That's, that's, the that's very true. That's the energy I bring to every haunt that I work at, and every single person in this chat can agree with that. Mm-hmm. If you and don't get a little hard when you scare someone, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. I've been force-feeding Edgar Viagra, and it's still not working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your since, since Have you heard of stuffing? Since that first day, I ended up uh, being shoehorned in as this character named Boogeyman, who um, is a silent, creepy, smiling, long-fingered man in a red suit mm-hmm. and top hat who just stalks and does charades. And I'm more of an entertainer alone than a scare actor. I don't do a lot of scaring. I like making people laugh. And I do that now as um, a wrinkly, old, gray man who apparently can read Latin because he's messing around with the Necronomicon. And um, that's just my, that's my gig now. And I love Wow. Yeah, I just- for, for a little more context, he plays the owner of Haunted Hills Estate. He plays Edgar Hill, oh, the- That makes sense. The sort of, uh, the owner of the house, the catalyst of all the bullshit going on. So it's fun to have him around. Yeah, well, he, you're a fucking blast to scare with. It surprised me so much when you told me it was your first year. Yeah, it's a talented kid. Any any fucking haunt owners listening to this, if you're looking for if you're looking fresh blood. for fresh blood, he's he's got some skill. <laughs> awesome. And then um, for me, which a lot of people don't know, I scare acted because most people know me for my Disney stuff, my theme park stuff. I scare acted for six years at a, a local charity haunt called Terror on the Trail. And, um, I got into it because it it was my first haunt I ever went to. And to this day, I have never been through anything that has scared me as much as that first time I went through the haunt I worked at. And so just, you know, just like Jesse, I was like, I have to work here. It's not an option. It's not, you you know, you don't have the option of not having me. I'm going to work here. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, I, uh, two or three years later, I decide to go, and uh, I do the audition. I, you know, I sign up. I do everything I need to do, and they're like, "Great, awesome! You're gonna be a scarecrow." And I was like, uh. <laughs> "Because it sucked." <laughs> now, I'm not gonna lie; it sucked. It 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 was it, it was characters that we did not like so much that we took them out the second night. So before. Well, third night, because before I could get back into my scarecrow costume the second night, I snuck in and stole a clown costume, and thus my clown character was born, and I was the character that, because I'm one of the few people who stayed for a very long time, so my character ended up becoming the character people took pictures with, and blah, blah, blah. I never got to, like, you know, cue... Uh, I never got to, like, be a cue actor or, like, you know, entertain people that way. I've, I've, I've always been a scare actor. But um, it was a lot of fun. It, uh, it was it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. And I was able to work my way up to, like, being 
a scene leader and helping creatively at the haunt. And then um, this year we were not able to run the haunt due to some issues of accessibility and whatnot. But next year we're hoping to come back and start kicking again. So okay. Awesome. Yeah. So those are all our histories with scare actors. So yes, we all have some form of experience and it's different levels and I did that on purpose. And by I did that again, I mean Mel did that because she really saved my butt. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So now we're going to go into this and this, you know, anybody feel free to talk whenever. What what do you guys think it means to be a scare actor? Because in, in a lot of times there, and in a lot of haunts, there's almost a, a hierarchy of scare acting and um what people think is scare acting what people think isn't etc and so on well personally i'm of the mindset that if you are performing at a spooky attraction whether you yourself are scary or not you are a scare actor because you are yes I think that if you are if you are performing adjacent to the haunt industry, you're a scare actor, and I, I yes. think I think that goes in, in in every single direction. I think it's a very all encompassing term. It's cue actors, it's people with speaking roles, it's people who just pop out and scare you, it's the psychopaths at blackout who feel you up. As if you work in a spooky environment, you are a scare actor. To be perfectly honest, I would even lump like haunted mansion maids and butlers around Halloween time in with that. Like they are scare actors. They are in spooky makeup. They're in a spooky environment and they're behaving in a spooky way. To me, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Scary actors, scare yeah. actors. Yeah, really I mean, that's how I feel about it too. I feel like if you work in a haunt, if you work no matter what role you are in that haunt, if you are entertaining the guests in some form, you are a scare actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also I also think it takes a lot of it takes a lot of soul into it because there's anybody can just be a scare actor, but to to truly be a scare actor and perform the role to the best of your capabilities excuse me you have to feel like your sadistic oaths you you <laughs> have to have this, this <laughs> in your brain that, oh. that drives you to make uh, giant men fall to the ground to make little children scream and cry and uh, anything in between like uh, that's what really gives scare actors their niche is that they just have this deep dark desire to make people pee their pants see i definitely agree. I, I feel like there's almost a difference personally between being a scare actor and then scare acting yes i do agree with with whoever was last saying that though that it, it does Anyone can just show up and work at a haunted house and get some spooks, but there is a certain type of person who eats, sleeps, breathes this crap all year. You want to talk about it all the time. You think about it all right. the time. And I definitely think, I can't necessarily speak for Dylan, but I can speak for the rest of us in saying that like we, we are addicted to scare acting. Yes. Yes. What do you say, Dylan? Um, I would say that given the opportunity to continuously do this every year, I, I would 100%, especially if it meant traveling around and, and seeing other haunts and how other people operate, especially because I love the networking aspect and uh, 
like meeting new people and learning new things. And I've definitely yeah. found that by far between Eve and Mel's alone, let alone all the other like wonderful people I work with. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I got shoehorned into this, so I, I didn't expect to fall in love with scare acting. So to, to speak so passionately about it so far, I feel like it would be kind of like fake, but I do really, really like it. I just can't say love yet. I'm not that committed. I'm not that committed to use the L word. Like <laughs> <laughs> I like no, I think that's totally valid and fair because, you know, being a scare actor, you know, it's a, it. A, after my first year, I was like, I don't know if I ever do this again because I was tired. I was in pain. It was exhausting. You know, it was just, it was, it's very exhausting. And, you know, you really have to, you, you have to be able to really keep up with it. And, you know, whether it's your first time or your, or your thousandth time being a scare actor, it's it, it it can take a large toll on you and it, I although I think anybody can do it I don't think it's always for everybody oh, and that's not to be derogatory just more like if if you can't handle the the stress and the strain on your body or your mental ability or anything else it may not be the best suit for you yeah and there's like two sides to the scaring coin too because like Dylan was saying I mean and like you guys were saying, you show up and there's the side where you scare and you do your act and you get your booze, but like, and that makes you really like it and really like doing it. But I feel like what makes you stay and what makes you fall in love with it is all the people that you meet and come in contact with. literally could not agree with Oh, it's, it's really a community. Yeah, like all my best friends now I've met because of haunting. Yeah, like, oh, and I can agree with that as well. Like, like for, I'm for anyone who doesn't know us personally, me, Jesse, and Allie are, are an extremely close trio. We have some other people who we're also very close with, but we all met in American Horror Story. And I genuinely don't think a day has passed since we started talking in 2016 that we have not talked to each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we literally talk every single day in a group chat. And it's it was bonds that was formed sitting backstage bitching about guests dancing around in our costumes being out of character when we shouldn't have been being in character <laughs> when we shouldn't have been you know like just that's really the stuff that i think makes it so worthwhile and so rich yeah i enjoy the performance aspect i love to act i like to get the spooks but it's it's the people that i pick up along the way that makes me go back every single time because i've never i've never performed at a, at a Halloween event and not made friends with people that I have kept for years following that. Yeah. Absolutely. But then there's also like the other side of that where you do work with people who are scare actors and they can do it, but they, they don't, I don't know. I feel like it's, it, there's some people that are kind of hard to work with in the industry because oh, they don't have, almost definitely they don't have the same sort of love for scare acting as say that we do and you know it's a challenging aspect to have to go out into a crowd and work with with other people who um you know say this isn't their type of performing that they're really good at and so having to like kind of evolve to all the different people that you work with to make the scenes work to make the scares work because scares are set up in in the same way in almost every single uh haunt and that is there's a distraction and then there's the scare and you you have to really be adaptable to 
you know, who you're working with, the scene that you're working with. And it's actually a lot more challenging than a lot of people think it is. Oh, I could not agree more, especially moving from Horror Nights where every single scene is constructed for the scare to work the way it was designed to work versus an independent haunt where for the most part the scare itself is determined by the performer and it just becomes an alley i'm sure you can attest to this it, it becomes a whole lot of trial and error figuring out yes what's going to work <laughs> on them what's not because with horror nights it is predetermined what is going to work and they've already it's been tested it's good your scare while it may not always be easy it's gonna function you know because it's it's pre-designed for you but it's it is a whole other beast when you have to come up with all your own shit <laughs> and oh yeah it really being able to create my own character really separates the the people who who just sort of scare for fun and the people who scare act out of out of a passion for it yeah mm-hmm. And, like, when you're so passionate about something, coming across someone who's not as, at least, like, energetic or hardworking or committed or passionate about it as you can just be such a drain. Like, when there's someone out there who just looks miserable and is just half-assing it and isn't giving you anything back when you try and play off of them, makes your job, like, on what I'm doing on the Midway, like, so hard because we're constantly in front of customers and walking past each other and... It's like it's so much easier to immerse yourself in your character when other people are immersed too, and when you're all on the same level, and when you're all in the same little spooky fantasy universe together. Oh, and some of you are terrifying, yes. and some of you are fun, and some of you jump between both, and everyone has their little role, and it's like a really dysfunctional, incredible, disgusting family. Yeah, exactly. it, it, and, it really is. It only takes that one moment of like disconnect between the two to bring the guest out of it. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like if that's the that's something I've like, really kind of enjoyed um, with Haunted Hills this year is that they they let some of the cue actors come through with the guests um, through the house, which adds like a whole new layer of dimension to everyone's scene when suddenly there's this new character to interact with. Um, and that's like, I don't know, that's something I've really enjoyed, like just talking about changing it up from the Horror Nights status. Yeah, Dylan has given me a face. I love when Edgar comes through the house um, because it's really fun to like, you have your normal shtick and then suddenly you have your boss there and you have to change up your shtick because you have this other character to play with. And uh, it doesn't work if the other characters are not as into it as you are, you know? Yeah. It loses all of its fun when, when the interactions are not two-sided. I absolutely will not say any names because that would be very rude. But there are some people who I have found, yes, they stay in their character, but they, they don't choose to interact with my character at the same time. And I find that to be like a huge bummer. Like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna behave as though we are real breathing 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 creatures in this universe then uh get away from me because we we are we are all in in this weird story boat together and it's no fun if we're not all on the same page of like actually being that that comes with with experience as well though because not everyone can jump into this sort of performing and immersive performing and be able to just kind of like uh, work with improv that way but eventually I mean if if someone shows a passion for it they can definitely learn sort of tricks of the trade you know every night that you walk in you're always gonna learn something new like oh if I if I act this way then I'm gonna get this reaction and then like 
being able to learn more about your character and kind of like feel yourself like getting into your character the easier it is for people to play off of that but like i said it, it's it's definitely a lot more challenging thing to do and not everybody can do it but you know for those of you out there who, who aspire to be a scare actor don't be afraid like <laughs> we're the ones supposed to be making other people afraid it, it definitely is a learning experience every single night that you are working. You always learn something new and you always uh, grow as an actor, uh, you know, the more you do it. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's just leaving yourself open to it too. Like just open exactly. to a nod or a smile or a wave. It doesn't have to be super in depth. Right, and like I couldn't agree more because, you know, when you, you know, starting scare acting, it's never and most scare actors and or most that I've interacted with are not going to be very you know to shove you off when it's your first year because if you're if you're trying and you're wanting to learn and you're wanting to do this then a lot of people are gonna they'll, they'll help you they'll teach you tricks of the trade you'll learn you'll have fun developing your character or learning how to scare better and you know you can't and then you know I feel like as a scare actor you can't you also can't let yourself discourage other people from their learning but also yeah. as you're you know if you are learning do your best with what you have instead exactly. of saying you know okay I've done this I can't do it I'm done I'm gonna stay the rest of the time but I'm not gonna help I'm not gonna scare you know yeah and yes. like after being a haunter for like half a decade now it's there's been like a whole new side I found of just like helping newer actors like just blossom and come out of their shells and just being weird with them and it's it's fun to give them pointers it's fun to see people's scare develops and to encourage them and it's so hard to have patience for people that aren't like that or that like try to be competitive or oh my gosh people do try and like just take your lines instead of coming up with their own material Mm -hmm. oh that is a struggle it is a struggle but it's also really fun when you do meet those baby scare actors and you know when you meet on the outside not in character and you know they're starting to get a feel for everything they just seem like the little most innocent like little people and then you slowly just draw them out of their shell Listen, and you we... turn them into a monster and yeah look at <laughs> look at who finishing. melody was look at who melody was wow. when hhn 26 began and look at what she's become now <laughs> yes Save me. oh i can definitely like go back and I can remember some of the things I did my first year of scare acting and I, to not overuse this word because it's trendy but like I, I there's times I've cringed at what I've done because like you know mm -hmm. I, I pulled stuff from movies I sang lullabies I did I did the stuff that everybody and almost every new scare actor does and then later I developed a character like I understood you know I started learning from different haunts and you know on YouTube and really taking uh, you know psychology classes and stuff like that I learned that there are so many other ways to scare than what you've you you've you've drawn from movies or from scary books, etc. and so on. And I, I think it's so cool to like see where I am now from where I was and you know what where I was, you know, five years later from my first year, I was able to help everybody who came in for their first year at my haunt and was able to be like, okay, hey you know try this do that you know sing the lullaby do whatever you think is scary to you but also you know later when you're ready to try it dig a little deeper into your mind to think what 
makes me unsettled what makes me scared not not what not what does like pop culture society think is scary but like what makes me scared and then use that because somebody else is going to be scared of that too amen yes absolutely oh yeah and that's where you get a lot of like your content that's so unexpected because if you just use if you use the the same stuff that you know you kind of pull from very popular sources then your your guests are just going to be expecting that and they're not going to have any reaction they're probably going to be like okay well they did a good job at that but when you really down deep into like, the darker areas of your brain and you pull out the weird shit that you have been terrified of your entire life that's when you catch them off guard and you truly get mm-hmm. and honestly sometimes just surprising someone is more memorable than really scaring them if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. I, I oh yeah a that's a little boost scare when people you know come into my scene at the haunt i'm at now but I feel like it's more memorable when I just hawk a giant loogie in front of everyone because no one's expecting <laughs> I end every one of my scenes with spitting onto a black towel so everyone can see it. Look at that. That's my real spit. You see that? And like, they're mortified, especially towards the end of the night when the towel is just completely covered in my spit. And like, it's great. I feel like that's way more memorable than when I just pop out and I'm like, ah, you know. It's, it's much, yes, it's much exactly. more, it's much more interesting to just do something that they don't expect that they're going to remember and be like, Ooh, that was weird. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And now we're going to move into probably my favorite area that we're going to talk about. Let's talk about some haunt etiquette and how uh, to treat scare actors and go through a please. haunt. There are right and wrong uh, We need to like, I got uh, a lot to say on that laugh. one. <laughs> I have so much to say on that one. Put this on blast, okay? Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your kids, okay? This is what you spread the word. Write a blog post. (laughs) Like, listen, this is the true struggle of being a scare actor because for some reason people seem to really like to abuse us. Yeah, they don't think yes. we're real. Yeah, they either don't they think don't. we're real or they think that because they're in a heightened emotional state that that justifies any reaction they can give us. And mm-hmm. I'm here to say, how about you go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> just because just because the just because the hot dogs aren't on sale at Walmart doesn't mean you go and fucking body slam the cashier, okay? It doesn't <laughs> work that way. <laughs> that is the that best way. comparison. Just because you are upset in that situation does not suddenly mean I cease to be a human. I think all the time about like, I also, my day job, I work at Bath and Body Works and whenever someone like really fucks with me at the haunt, like, you know, I get these little kids all the time who are like, you know, you fucking fat, ugly, disgusting bitch. Like I get that all the time. That's, that's what I get walking down the street. I literally, <laughs> oh, no. I literally get 14 year old boys who say that exact phrase to me all the time. Yes, it is. They call me a fat, ugly, disgusting bitch all the time. And I think to myself, would you, would you just go into a Burger King and say that to someone? Where else is this be considered acceptable? Nowhere. And it's not acceptable here either, okay? Yes, I am in fact fat. Yes, I am ugly. And yes, I am a bitch. But you don't have to say it. no and like that's a big thing like a lot of guests a lot of guests like i me and mel have had extensive conversations about this before me and mel do like and 
Mel, I'm gonna speak for you if you, you can correct me if you're not. You have every But like we've talked <laughs> we've talked multiple times about how we don't like being scared unless we are paying to go be scared. Oh exactly. I don't like my I don't want to, to be scared. Because I'm not you don't do that. Don't look at me. It's other people who do that. I don't <laughs> I that's inappropriate. I like to be scared when I am telling people to scare me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so like when when you come through a haunt, you know, I, I, I get you maybe scared, I'm I get you maybe nervous, I get you maybe trying to save face. But that is not an excuse in any reason to, you know, belittle or call names or push or shove or touch any actor at any moment ever. And that, you know, that that's just the tea, that's the truth. You don't you don't do that. Like <laughs> you know, you can joke around, you can play off their scare. You can smile and laugh if you're not scared. Yeah, like, if we want you to have fun. Scene, like in my scene, I demand that the guests talk back to me. I, it's part of it. If you don't interact with me, you're missing out on a hundred percent of what's going to happen in there. And so that's not the problem. It's just it, it's it's physical contact that is unwarranted, and it is. Um, there are just some comments i mean that are too much you know it's one thing if you get a good scare and someone's like oh fuck you you know that's great that's that's a compliment but yeah give me that i want that it's different when you start to mock someone's body or something like that or or um just comment on them in a way that's so vitriolic i can't imagine i could never imagine looking at someone who is an entertainer who is a a paid or a volunteer entertainer and thinking that it's appropriate to give them some kind of death threat or really any of i mean i you get all kinds of nonsense i've been i i was told this is a real phrase that left someone's mouth when i was working at horror nights i'm gonna fucking rape you in the parking garage tonight that is a real thing that someone had said to me while I was performing. My like ten dollars an hour. That's also not mm-hmm. worth. That is also a really. That's a big thing too. A lot of people, you know, they they say extremely inappropriate and sexual comments to scare actors, unwarranted. Like you know, if even if your role is to be sexy, Girl, Jesse or and to Allie be, are the ones you know, who need to talk about this. Oh they yeah, I've been, been actually sexually assaulted. Started on that. I have been too, and I, you know, which was very, it's very strange for me to say that, because, you know, I'm a 200 plus pound big male, yeah, but you, you not, and I wasn't in sexy anything. You oh, thank you. But like, compared to you two, you know, that, like, that's the, it's, it's not, it's definitely not okay. It doesn't matter what the person's wearing in their costume or whatever. You do not do that. No. And my first year, my very first year is when it happened to me because I was in basically a bathing suit top. I had this bald dude. That's all I could remember about him. He pulled down my strap and fully exposed me and just ran off. And I'm like, dude, you didn't even stop to enjoy the view. Like, you just ran and did this specifically (laughs) to humiliate me. Yeah. And, like, I was just, like, like, stunned, so I didn't do anything. And then you're sitting there thinking about it years later, too. And that dude probably never thought about it once again. Yeah. They don't realize the impact that they have on you. Nope. They don't. And people forget that we are actors. We're entertainers. We are not we're not actual evil creatures from the depths of hell. Speak for yourself, we are, Scott. We are people. <laughs> okay. Some of us maybe. But for me, you know, I, I, I'm an actor, I'm an entertainer. I'm there to give you a show. I'm there for you to have fun. I'm not there, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna hurt you. Nobody's gonna hurt you. It's it's for fun and like for me what happened to me was 
I, we had one of those claustrophobic squeeze tunnels that most people refer to as a vagina. Um, but they were walking through that tunnel and they walked out and I jumped, I jumped out, scared them. I don't know what, I don't know why this man, this was his reaction, but he cupped my jump. Oh no. And then didn't let go for a second. And like, I, I completely dropped character. I was like, could you let go of me, please? Which I never do. And then he let go and just continued. I was like. I can't tell you how many times I've had to drop character. And I've had to straight up look at someone in the face and be like, listen, I'm going to get you kicked out right now if you do not stop what you're doing. Yes, I am a person. Like, I'm sorry that I had to stop what I'm doing to speak to you specifically to tell you to stop or you were going to leave. And in the case of Universal, they kick those people out and you're never allowed to back in. And like, for my haunt, my, mine, what mine was volunteer based, and we had minors who worked at the haunt. So I'm very, I'm very oh. glad it happened. I, I prefer it happened to me, you know, a, a grown adult than to one of these minors. Because if that would have happened, that could have been traumatizing. Yeah, that's, that's I don't, I don't know why well. anybody. We have quite a few minors who work there, and um, I know that like some. Just last week, we had this guy come through, like asking everyone just to touch his penis he was like touch me where i pee from and he said that to a 14 year old a 14 like i i can't stress the fact enough that that is you have now committed a sexual crime against a child by saying that kind of yes so if you are someone who goes through haunts and i'm sure almost nobody who listens to this type of show would be this kind of person but if you know anyone who goes through a haunted house and behaves that kind of way, you really should remind them that they very easily could be committing a felony and uh, it's not worth it. It's just not- No, and it's not a lot it. of haunts, you will get charged. Yes, exactly. It's not a yes, joke. It, 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 it really is a joke. Yeah, and people don't view it that way because most of the time, the worst that's gonna happen is they're gonna get kicked out. But that day will come if you continue that kind of behavior where someone's gonna press charges. I've thought about it many times. I've thought about the fact that I, I could press charges on you. You punched me, you 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 battered me in public while I was at my job. And your only excuse is, oh, well, she scared me. Well, you just paid $75 for me to scare you. So you asked me to do it and then I did it. Yes. And then you assaulted me in response. Does that ever, do you ever get, do you get messed with villain on the midway? Well. I mean, I've I've been messed with. Actually, the only time I've ever really been touched by a guest, whether it was physically violent or like unnecessarily lewd, I remember sneaking up behind a guest literally Saturday night, and she was taking a picture of her family at one of our photo ops. She was like an older woman, so like I just thought it'd be funny. Well, not old, like not elderly, but <laughs> mature adult mother. And I thought, oh, it would be very funny as this creepy old guy to stand over her shoulder and like boo in her ear, you know, like real cliche. And um, she knew I was there and like dropped a little and did like a little shimmy up against me. And I was like, um... I'm not going to scare you now, and I'm going to walk away because I did confused boner. <laughs> <laughs> but like jokes aside, it makes if you I uncomfortable. Saw sleazy, greasy Edgar just sneaking up behind me. I'd do a little shimmy on him too. <laughs> That's but, the thing okay. too is other people do get sexually charged when it comes to this kind of spooky yeah. shit. So oh, they okay, so do I, take but it as I... an invitation. 
I buy also, I am a mature adult who can enjoy it and not, you know, be disrespectful or disgusting towards the people who are turning me on because they are scary. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's not that difficult to see that there's a line that should and should not be crossed. Like there's, exactly. a, there's a huge difference between playful flirting and like assault and, and insulting comments. Like, girl, mm-hmm. I'm just about the horniest haunted house guest you're ever gonna find in the world. I'm gonna go through and wink and flirt with every single character. But like, I know where the line is. If someone's yep. short enough, I may question myself. Some are like horror nights, it's different because everyone is over 18. But in other places, you know, it's just, it's just about, just, just be aware of yourself. I know that people get very scared, but try as much as you can to remember some even minimum level of decorum and decent behavior towards other people. And I'm like, another thing oh, that surprises me is um, how many people come through and try and scare you back. Oh, I hate oh, it. Nothing makes me more angry. Same, like, even when I get, like, hit or anything, nothing makes me more mad than someone, like, actually coming up behind me and saying boo in my ear and being like, haha, I scared you. And I'm like, well, the first few people who did that, yeah, they did. But you, no. <laughs> like, I actually you in my anger. <laughs> right. You made me not want to scare you now because you are annoying mm-hmm. you're rude i don't even want to scare the other people in your party now exactly you just everyone, everyone has different ways that they react to that but i'm very much of the mindset that my performance and my scare is a a gift i'm giving this to you uh exactly. you are not going to treat me with Same some here. level of respect you don't even get to see the rest of my scene i'm going to usher you right the heck out of it i had this yeah. guy the very first guy in a group of 10 fully body slammed me like a complete body check two weeks ago and um I don't know whether he knew the rest of the people in that party or not, but I just told them to scurry up on out of here. You know, I, I was not about to give anyone in that group the rest of my scene out of fear that they could have been like the very first person in the group. Um, and my 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 acting, my scene is is something for you to enjoy. And if you're not going to come in there with some amount of respect, you're not going to get to enjoy it. There are some people yeah. who are like, oh, this person was an ass to me, so I'm just going to scare them harder. I disagree because I think getting scared is what they came there to do. And the last thing you should do is give them what they paid for when they're going to behave that way, you know? Yeah. Right. And th- that's how I feel. Like, if you if you are going to, you know, if you're going to be that way, you paid to get scared. So I'm just going to take exactly what you want away. Like, my first night scare acting, um, or second night, my very second night scare acting, my first night as a clown that I would, you know, that I said developed over the years but my first night as this clown i i i somehow am able to uh do the back bend walk like you see in the exorcist oh and you know that's a very it's, it's a very typical scare it, it's it is impressive but it's also a very typical scare for a lot yeah. of haunts <clears throat> and i'm you know i'm not afraid to say but that's what worked for me and it worked for me because you know i'm a big 200 plus pound guy in clown makeup yeah you don't see that every day no no exactly (laughs) we don't even see that every haunt like that to me is like quite impressive like i don't care if it's cliche or not like that's freaky as fuck and i love it see you do that scott we need video i need proof uh i will take a video tonight and send it to you and you can send it to everybody else and plus i'm just gonna add this just to my own horn i was born in spina bifida i had scoliosis i don't know how this worked i had scoliosis (laughs) (laughs) my back broke (laughs) but um that very first night i crawl out i 
the, the how our scare worked was we had somebody on stilts and I would do I would crawl out between their legs toward people because they were looking up and they didn't expect to see oh, me. Oh, I love that. And it worked. It worked. It was great. Oh, I should also night. throw in that Allie is a stilt walker. I don't think anyone else currently in this chat is, but Allie like has professionally stilt walked for Universal many times. Yeah. <laughs> Not for Halloween Horror Nights, though, because I know better. I know people that have broken both arms being it's pushed dangerous. over. There are people by who these go to people. Horror Nights with the express intent of trying to knock over stilt walkers. So. Oh, yeah. I've Which had to protect stupid. my stilt walkers before. Mm-hmm. That is so screwed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. If you don't mind me but... segueing. Oh, you go no, back of to course. Okay. Well, I. Since becoming a scare actor and going out into the public and like, you know, when people find out, uh, I always take that as a chance to kind of educate people about the etiquette of being in a house. And a lot of times I hear people tell me, you know, well, sometimes that's just my reaction to flail my arms and like want to punch someone in the face. And I said, you know, or I say that us scare actors can tell when you unintentionally like clock us or hit us or mm-hmm. push us or i've been apologized to many times exactly mm-hmm. oh yeah and even if you aren't apologized to you can tell when it has been a natural reaction to um you know your scare and honestly it's kind of fun because like oh i scared you that much like you you flailed and you lost control of your body cool but it's a difference right. when when someone is walking through and purposefully seeking out to harm a scare actor, and this was a problem in HHN 27, they had a uh, a group of people had a like a game, I guess, and it was like you get so and so points for doing something like uh, exposing a scare actor, punching a scare actor, for uh, you know throwing your drink on a scare actor. Like you got this many points, and if you clocked up enough points, then I guess you're the one. I don't fucking know, but that was a, a legitimate thing that has happened at Universal. So it's it's definitely for those of you listening. Like it's fine. Like if you were to get scared and flail about, or if you have the bodily reaction to kick or you know whatever, but it's different when you have a malicious intent walking into a haunt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I could not agree. One hundred percent. And if you're someone whose natural instinct is to is to flail or punch like that, here's a few tips and tricks. Number one, if it's that bad, uh, just don't go. Uh, number two, <laughs> if it's not too bad, put your hands in your pockets, hold something, make yourself hold your phone while you go through. Do just just. I'm sorry, but control yourself. You know, yeah. more than likely you're a fucking adult. And I firmly believe that you have this ability. I am barely an adult. I am just scraping by as not a child. And I can control myself, okay? And I have done haunts that y'all can't even fucking imagine. So I held it together. And <laughs> exactly. Even in haunts where they can touch you, there's almost always a rule that you can't touch back unless instructed to do so. Every haunt I've done that involves touching has had that same rule. So just keep that in mind. Trust that the people around you, the people who are scaring you, know what they are doing. Because they do. Even the young ones, most of the time, uh-huh. they have their shit figured out. They're not actually there to hurt you. And you just need to keep that in mind. And plus, a lot of haunts, if you guys don't know, a lot of haunts do a safety training, an acting training, yes. to get these people ready for this. I would say this. all they... haunts do at least some of that. I don't think there's anywhere. Yes, all haunts at least do something. Day. 
So we are not just, just, I mean, yes, we are a bunch of random weirdos in masks scaring you, but we are not completely ignorant to what we're doing. We're aware of our space. We're aware of you. We don't want to hurt you. You don't need to defend yourself. We just want to give you a little spook. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're paying to come get scared. Let yourself be scared. You don't, I mean, and that that's the fun of it. Like I've said, it, you know, I go to haunted houses with people and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I thought you, I thought you loved to get scared. I thought, I thought you loved haunted houses. Why are you screaming? I'm like, because that's what I want. Yeah, I'm paying to get scared. The that's point. the point. Yeah, the whole point was for me to be scared and to scream and have this reaction and, for me as a and get this when adrenaline I go rush. To other haunts, my number one goal is to give every single one of them what I would want to get. You know, I go mm-hmm. there and I'm screaming, I'm laughing, I'm flirting, I'm dancing around, I'm having a good time, and I want to show them, like I want to gas them up a little bit. You know, we like getting gassed up. I love when exactly. people tell me I'm pretty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, same here. And like, what um, to go back to what I was saying before, like when we were talking about people touching. My second night, I crawled out, and a guy kicked me in the face, and I was 16. Uh, That's mm-hmm. Full boot, like, like on combat boot, <laughs> kicked me in the face square, and I fell down. And they had to escort him out, his entire group out. They had to get people to check on me, see if my nose was broken, all this stuff. And like, you know, I know the risk I'm taking. I understood the risk I was taking being on the ground. And you know, I've been stepped on. I've been, I've been like kicked at. I've been run toward. I get that. But nobody since that time has ever even come close to even trying to kick me in the face. And it was fully intentional. There was not a doubt mm-hmm. in my mind that this man didn't think about doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, <coughs> I've, I've had it all. I, anything, I've been licked. I've been groped. I've been punched, mm-hmm. kicked, spit upon, told that I was a racist cunt. All kinds of things. Of course, that that was the character. Yeah, that was kind of valid. But, you know. <laughs> but, like, a lot of it depends on your character, too. Because, yes. like, I noticed when I was a zombie, I got I got hit a lot more. But um, since being a clown, people, people don't even want to touch me. Especially because when they, like, go to square up, back when I was scaring inside a house, I would go up to them and I would smack my own face and be like, do it. I love it. Actually, like, talk, but it does depend on your character. And like, oh, absolutely. I took a lot, right. took a lot of shit when I played Delphine Lollery because not only was in the show she a horrible villain in American Horror Story, but in history, she's a terrible person. Um, and a lot of people, like, kind of took that anger on the real person out on me, which makes no sense as I was a 20-something year old actor making $10 an hour and in fact not an infamous racist serial killer from the 1800s. But... Wait, you were? I'm sorry. I really hate to disappoint you. Shattered my I am still a serial killer. I'm just not racist. That's some good acting. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm dating a man I'm not gonna, I only kill white guys, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get a t-shirt. I'm not going to. <laughs> but, um, you know, just for listeners, if you've never been to a haunt or you go to haunts all the time and you're one of these people who may have trouble with that, like, here are some tips that I've come up with or that I've learned going through haunts. First of all, like Mel said, if you are too scared, don't go. There's no shame in it. It's fine. It's not wrong for with everybody. not going to a haunted house, fam. It's okay. <clears throat> Right. Um, like like Mel said, if if you do flail and 
flick and scream and kick and all that stuff, that is fine. But, you know, if, if you do hit a scare actor and, it's, and you do not mean to, apologize. It, it, most, of, most of the time, the scare actor will give you a nod, a wink, a, something to let you know that it's chill because it's fine. Because, yes. again, we've had that safety training. We know what we're doing. <clears throat> and, you know, if it's an accident, that's fine. I've accidentally, I've, there's scare actors who have accidentally touched guests by, like, maybe tripping and their natural instinct is to grab out. They're not trying to hurt you. They may have just tripped over a rock or that one piece of plywood that wasn't nailed down the right way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the other day, I like bumped into this woman who was behind me and I didn't realize she was. And I apologized in character and, and she, she it was fine. It was fine. You know, it happened. Oh, I've apologized like many that times happen, in character. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about taking out malicious actions on us as though we are not people. That is mm-hmm. the problem. Beyond beyond being maliciously attacked uh, by guests who paid to be there, um, I'd like to insert um, one request. That if you are going through a very dark place, um, can you please turn off your flash? Oh, please. You please, please do, because please that do. hurts. Yeah, we're used to the darkness at that point, so any bit of light like that is assaulting. Not only that, but it, like, there's a reason why it's dark, okay? Uh, my mug has been beaten. <laughs> and I've been sweating all day long. Like, I get it kind of, like, plays into whole role. But, like, there's a reason why it's so dark. It's supposed to be dark and creepy. I'm supposed to come out of the darkness. Like, it, I can't see when you shine a light on me. I'm going to end up running into you. Like, just turn off your flap. You don't need to have that. In fact... Put away your phone. I've seen way too many guests come through with their phone glued to their face. Like they're not even experiencing it. And that shit annoys me almost more than being attacked by people. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, nothing is more yeah. offensive than when people are not paying attention to me. Exactly. Right. Like I yeah. don't care. I don't care about your Facebook Live or anything right now. You are here right now in front of me. You are gonna have, uh, you know, I'm gonna have your full attention, and I'm going to scare you. And there's nothing that will get in my way except for your goddamn phone. <laughs> I've had people be like, "Say hi to live," and I just walk away. I'm like, I'm not even gonna scare you. Exactly. I'm not gonna do it. Like, I don't have time for that. No, like, you were in the moment. You paid money to be here, and I had signed up for this to scare you and to have your attention. Please put it away. I hate it. Everybody else hates it. We don't want to see your flashlight in our eyes. You're ruining our scene. Like, that is one of the rudest things I have seen. And nobody I have is seen watching your fucking Facebook Live from Halloween Horror Nights. Nobody cares. Exactly. That you're walking Plus, you're ruining it for people who are going to go if they nobody are watching is watching it. it. Your quality on your camera is shit, and there's barely an internet connection there, anyways. So just stop. Just stop. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there, those little disrespectful things can be so much more annoying. Like I've had people, I carry around this axe, and they're like, "Oh, is it real?" And they reach out and try and touch the freaking blade end of it, and it's just like I, I don't understand why people go into these things and like purposely go out of their way to break the immersion of it all to where I have to walk away from you or I have to sit you down and educate you on why it's rude to scare actors and that you wouldn't go to McDonald's and jump behind the, the counter and make your own burger and why would you want to? <laughs> you, don't touch me or the things that I'm holding like it's my property I spend money on this it's expensive 
Oh yeah. And it is. The worst for me is like when I'm in the middle of my bit, like that <laughs> literally explains my whole scene. They'll start talking over it and trying to talk to me. I'm like, dude, just fucking chill out. You'll see. Like, stop asking all these questions. I'm answering them as I go. Just be in the moment, man. Don't try and take all the attention away. I'm fully like comfortable admitting that I am an attention whore, Hell yeah. and that is what I'm. Here I think for, you have to be. Attention. Exactly. I mean, in a way, I, it's kind of like you don't sit down at a live performance show, say at a playhouse, and say like the characters come out into the audience and interact with the audience. You don't get up and join them unless you know you're asked to. Like you don't get up and you don't be a part of the production. Like you sit down and you are allowing yourself to be entertained and have these people entertain you. Like you don't want you a part of it. Like you are the guest. Right. Exactly. And then the last bit I'm going to throw in before we move on to some of our favorite moments and plugs and whatnot, because um, we get in there. <laughs> um, she just I'm just going to say this. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at this. If you bring a kid to a haunt okay. and they are not ready and I scare them, do not yell at me and do not be rude to me because I've scared your kid. Because you brought them to a haunt event, you paid for it, and you assumed they were good at it. I, I have no problem backing off backing up but if i scare your kid because they're the first person in line or you're holding them and you're first i'm sorry but you paid and don't yell at me for that amen mm-hmm. i'm just gonna leave i'm leaving that amen. with that and now on to a happier topic <laughs> yes. yes now on to a better topic which are some of our favorite moments some of our favorite scares and i think i think it's gonna be a super fun one because I, I i have probably less than you guys so I'm gonna go ahead and jump in and say a couple of mine. One of mine was one year I had to fill in an art asylum scene, and in this building that we had, which was a, a trailer because it was a trail, it was a trailer that we had retrofitted to look like an insane asylum. And what was really cool was, was the entire building rocked back and forth as you walked through it. <coughs> and so, oh, it was super fun, um, except when you had to be the person who had to rock it. <laughs> um, but I. Uh, I, I was in a cage that was angled down toward the guest so I could jump and grab off the bars. And then across from me was a drop panel. So I would do my bit, I would sing, I would do whatever I was doing to draw their attention forward to me. I would jump down, I would scare them, and then the drop panel would come down. So in this scare, I had two guests, two very grown people. <laughs> um, they, they walk through, I jump down, I scare them, my drop panel scene partner drop, scares them. And they both fall to the ground and crawl out and crawl out of the house. And I'm just gonna say, we're not at the end. We're not even close to the end. They crawled the rest of the way out of our section <laughs> while smacking back and forth into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I had never felt I had never I've never got a scared better than that. Two grown people crawling out in tears. While smacking into the walls, <laughs> eventually we were just like, "Get up! <laughs> like, stop crawling! Get up!" <laughs> oh my god! Anybody else? Um, I mean, I can jump in. So back, back in my um, first year of horror nights, we, uh, I played. Actually, you know what? No, no, I'm, I'm gonna jump to year number two uh, when I was Lollery. So I. I had the honor of being Kathy Bates twice, which of course came with lots and lots of like, oh my God, yes, I loved you in Titanic. Um, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite comments, 
like <laughs> both years that I played Kathy Bates many times, and it always cracked me up. Um, That's so random. It kills me. I, I just like they would think of like, what's the most obscure Kathy Bates role I can reference right now? And that's what they would go for. It's only like 40 year old gays with beards. They'd be like, oh, love you in, in Titanic. Just as, very casually as they would. Mel, you don't have to call me out like that. Yeah, I love when people would talk to me as though I was just actually Kathy Bates. Like that cracked me up. But um, you are Kathy Bates. I Ryan Ryan Murphy looked at your face and said, yes, that is that is Kathy Bates. I would like to hope that as I age, I will look like her because she is a fine wine. I love her so much. She is. Uh, shout out <laughs> Kathy Bates. She's, I, I, I don't think anyone has listened to your voice for as many consecutive hours other than your immediate friends and family as I have. So, <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. I think about that all the time. The sheer number of hours I've spent listening to Kathy Bates' voice. But anyways, that's off topic. So my very first night of 2017, um, you know, we, we had the ever iconic, oh, you're not man enough for my Bokita swarp. <laughs> um, and my room uh, that year was the, the wonderful, the loved, the infamous shit room. Uh, as is often present at Horror Nights, I had the the glamorous shit smell pumped in all night. And so, of course, you know, the moment anyone entered, it was just disgust. I mean, just just discomfort, disgust, being pelted in the face with feces smell. Um, and I saw this one gentleman, I could kind of see through my boo hole, and he looked real uncomfortable. Like, he walked in and he smelled that and he was not happy. So I thought, perfect, that's exactly who I'm gonna pop <laughs> out for. And um, I did. And uh, I didn't even finish my line. He just bent over and vomited everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Spewed one of the mixed drinks. It was definitely, I think, like the orangier one from that year, all uh, over the floor. Um, and I, it like, I think it was he was so upset with the smell, and that he was already drunk, and then the jump scare just did it. But like, I felt great, you know. I was, I was um, that someone just vomited at the sight of me. That was that was a really, that was a good one. That was a good one for me. I did not get a boo buck for that, but goddamn, I should have. Mm-hmm. And how? <laughs> so at the at the haunt that I've been working at this year, um, because it's in a basement, we have fog machines. There's not a lot of ventilation. So sometimes the fire alarm will go off. Oh my God. And my bit is like when they first walk in, I'm able to stand completely still in this like mannequin type gig, whatever. And the fire alarm would go off as they're stepping into my room and it'll go off after, they'll turn it off after a couple of seconds, but I'll be completely still unblinking that whole time. So they think I'm totally fake and they're just sitting there trying to debate it and then the lights will go back down and i'll just scare the fucking shit out of these people <laughs> after they've come to the conclusion like the first initial thought like is that person real then after that amount of time passes they decide i'm not and that's when i fucking get them and it gives the best reactions <laughs> i have people great. falling over and like it's i'm not even that scary but i get the best scares from it but there was this time of my third year doing Horror Nights where there was this super tough looking like gothic dude, all black leather, like like hardcore metal looking dude. 
and I scared him and he gave the highest pitch scream <laughs> that I've ever heard in my life. Like it hurt. Always the best. Yes. And I was just like so taken aback. I was like, that is the last thing I expected to come out of this man's mouth. <laughs> but I'm so thankful that it did. And I think about it all the time. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> Um, so, as Natasha, I was almost guaranteed scares unless the line had, like, stopped mid-house, which is also oh, the worst. a downside of working at uh, an event like HHN, so many people. And those are always fun to pop out some scares, but my favorites by far was second year as the Bone and Blood Dancer, because... Oh, Oop. Had I oop? <laughs> Her phone we had a little technical died. difficulty, which is, it happens, especially with this amount of people on the, you know, recording on one platform, but And from a continuing. lot of different states, too. We've got... Florida, yeah, a lot of different states. Florida, New York, and Pennsylvania, and Kentucky, all represented in, yeah. one, in one call. So she'll come back in a second. We love the future. We do. <laughs> oh, we it's so fun. We do. <laughs> but... With that being said, since we're getting close to our time limit, because me and Mel found out a few we weeks ago. We discovered 120 minutes is the max. Um, oh, what a is. shame. I know. Eve, do you have a good a good spooking story? Yeah, so um, I'll go with my absolute favorite. That like It'll be so hard to top this. So my first year scaring, when I was a zombie, I was behind this like fence, but there was also a little doorway where I could get out and into the hallway. So I'm behind the fence, like clanking it as these girls come in and I see these stupid fucking cheerleader bows on their heads. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, hell yeah. And then I realize, oh shit, these are girls from my high school. (laughs) The very last one was none other than the girl who had been tormenting me for the past few years. And I, I got out of here, the whole group, and then I got in front of her, and I just kept grow, I kept growling and grunting and drooling, and she just crouched down on the ground, like tears coming out of her face, all the way on the floor. Her group is out of the section by now. Like I swear to God, I kept her there for a solid two minutes, just tormenting her, and it was my proudest moment ever, especially. <laughs> or Monday at school when she's at school in the homeroom just telling people oh my gosh I went to the haunted house and there's a zombie and she just like wouldn't leave me alone and it was just so scary she was just really creepy (laughs) (laughs) and I I don't think I'll ever be able to have an experience (laughs) again I love that just remember y'all don't mess with the scare actor (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, as a side note, it is a great self-defense tactic to be able to just like say some wild shit on the street to people that are trying to come at you. Mm. It really does work well. Because I've done it a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So now that you have learned a little bit about what it means to be a scary actor, some etiquette, 
which I said some of y'all need. So oh, wait, write that Jella, down. Do you have any particularly good Edgar stories before oh I forget? Since he's out in the queue, he gets he gets some good stuff. I think sometimes I get some good stuff. I I wasn't really gonna say anything because I I'm not like I said I'm more so the entertaining the the comedic release. I mean I'm I am but too, bitch. I'm not very scary. The best scare that I feel like I got was when I uh, I had a couple friends come through the haunt um, last weekend. And they brought um, their friend Billy, whom I had never met before, but I'm so glad that I met. He he made himself a really big target by wearing, like, a pink dad hat with, like, a red rose on it, like, <laughs> like embroidered on it. And I was like, all right, let's, let's fuck with Billy. As soon as I knew, like, who he was, I was like, all right, everybody, white hoodie, pink hat, kill him. And I ended up following him... Uh, into the house, well, not into the house, but around the house. I knew how long it would take for him to get to Mel's scene, and I legit ran back and I was like, "You need to fuck with this guy." And like, I she does this thing. She has a skit where like she'll bend down in front of people and she'll like waft, you know, uh, their genitals. And I was like, "Target <laughs> Billy for this." And, you know, it's- listen, I'm a laundry lady, and I gotta tell people they stink. Okay, I'm not just sniffing dicks for fun. She's just sniffing. Oh, come on, let's be honest now. But it's really, it's really disarming. So he's laughing, he's nervous, he just got spooked by a bunch of pneumatics and dumb actors, whatever, you know? So he's like, he's jumping, he pissed himself a little bit. And Mel's lures him into this little shack where she, they meet uh, Mel's third husband, Henry, who's dead in a washing machine. And when they come out of the shack, I just stand right there by the, by the exit door and will scream as loud as I can at people who just saw me behind them two seconds ago and they don't anticipate it at all. And um, I think I made Billy squirt a little bit that night. I hung out with him him at a different haunt the next weekend. And I I mean, he was like, I can't wait till I get to see you out of costume. I'm gonna beat your ass. And he never did. I think we're good friends now. And like, you know, it's just a really humble story. I mean, like I, I make friends by making people piss themselves and i love it oh yeah fear <laughs> brings people together that's for sure it really does <laughs> you got awesome. me really good in the actor room last week i was very grateful for that <laughs> um, but like i was saying so now you guys have finally got to see what it's like inside the life of scare actors Ooh, it's like a, a Shane Dawson documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you learned about our histories, what it means, some etiquette, some of our favorite moments. You've been on this journey with us. <laughs> but before we go, since these people took, <coughs> excuse me, so much time out of the day to do this for me and really just made this a super fun episode, I want to let them share all their all, all they have to share with you. So... Let's go ahead and start with some plugs. Mel, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure. Um, I uh, Please check out my TikTok, Mel's Diane, with two L's. Uh, same username for my Twitter. I uh, My TikTok is a lot of, I do a lot of makeup, and I've been doing a lot of videos at the Haunt, which have been really fun. Uh, Dylan recently featured in one, probably my favorite one so far. Uh, and then um, my Twitter, I don't, I don't know if anyone listening to this is interested in extreme haunts or anything of that nature, but that seems to be a huge part of what my Twitter has become. I recently visited Blackout. I'm going to Blackout again on November 3rd. I just purchased a second ticket like a psychopath. So if you are <laughs> interested in hearing firsthand accounts from a crazy bitch, 
about um, some of the most extreme haunts in the world, check out my Twitter, talk about a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and I would like to plug the haunt that I'm currently working at, and so is Dylan, and Eve was, and will continue to, I'm sure, in some ways in the future. <laughs> Haunted Hills Estate Screen Park in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. It's a good time. We've got three attractions. I'm in the best one, so come to the house. <laughs> awesome. And Allie, what about you? Um, I don't have much going for myself, but I'll, I'll plug my haunt, which is Fright Factory in Philly. It's 38 Jackson Street. Um, it's probably the most actor-oriented haunted house that I've ever gotten to go through. But then again, I've only gone to Horror Nights. But still, if you're in the Philly area and you want to get spooked reals good, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> and Eve, what about you? So um, I'll plug my Instagram first. It's Halloween underscore underscore Eve. It's kind of been like documenting my whole journey. I even have like a picture of my first year scaring on there. So it's pretty, pretty cool. And then I'd also like to plug um, noxluna.com. Yes, and, uh, we stand. I'm production manager at Knox Luna Media and me and the owner, Tim Davis, we do all sorts of videography, photography, video editing. Uh, we're kind of focused on like the spooky stuff right now. So we're trying to get situated doing tons of uh haunt actor reels haunt commercials media for that stuff but uh we also have a couple films that will be they're currently in production but they're wrapping up soon so keep a lookout for willowvale harbor and uh burning red in the next few months and i have to say if, if anyone listening to this in like my immediate friend group has seen me mass sharing like incredible photos of me at the haunt those are all taken by Tim from Knox Luna. Fantastic. If you're looking for if you're looking for videography or photography, these guys have a great eye. It's 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 the good good. Oh, thank Love you. that. Thank you. That is fantastic. And Dylan, what about you? Uh shout out to Billy. I mean, he's the real one. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he was really worth stalking and then, you know, harassing all night. I mean, personally, I don't have a, a business-related uh, uh, Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but um, double shout-out to Knox Luna because I love and appreciate all of Eve and Tim's work and what they're doing uh, for my haunt and me personally and, and exposing me uh, wow, in the best way. Gross. In the best <laughs> way. <laughs> Your pants for my tits, but, like, you know, a better side of me, a spooky side of me. Well, they definitely expose my tits, so... <laughs> 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 Give the people what uh, and, they want. <laughs> uh, and does anybody know Jesse's stuff? Is yes, Jesse unfortunately like had some technical difficulties. She asked me to say that um, she really enjoyed doing this. She had a great time. Um, I don't think she has anything to plug. Jesse is not particularly public about her social media, um, but she had a great time. And uh, you know, if you ever see an unbelievably hot girl with a fairy nose just hanging around Central Florida, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Jesse. Awesome. And then for me, everybody, you can follow me at, at Scott021 on Twitter or just like a dyslexic. You can also follow me on Instagram at dyslexic96, and you can follow me on TikTok at dyslexic. And you can also every week listen to a new episode of dyslexic and there we cover tons of topics from debates and roundtables and 
interviews about people's home parks to to everything everything to do with theme parks for fun and for entertainment because somebody all take it too seriously (laughs) (laughs) so i brought back the fun intentionally and with that being said i also want to remind everybody that ultimate imagineer the reality show is coming to dyslexic in january where you get to vote who wins the grand prize yes you the listener so be on the lookout for that if you like this episode you can check out episodes one through 31 here on anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify overcast stitcher radio public breaker pocket cast and all other podcast podcast platforms obviously you're listening on one but maybe it costs money and you want to get to something that's cheaper because why not be cheaper in my opinion (laughs) and i want to make this as accessible to as many people as i can and uh also give us a review on itunes if you would like uh i recently learned what that actually does it increase its popularity um because for a long time yeah for a long time i just said it because everybody else said it and i was like okay well i'll, I'll admit that i have no idea what it does but i finally learned i, I finally looked it looked it up <laughs> and share with your friends and family if you think they would love this show and with that being said have an amazing halloween thank you all so much for listening and i will see you in november because next week there will not be a new episode because it's the best holiday of the year so excited so bye everybody and have an amazing week bye bye Bye. Bye, sayonara